You too. And guys, we got it running up on Instagram now. So if you guys do want to watch out the debates on Instagram, you can follow Shelly at underscore Shelly with two Y's underscore B. Why y'all do that? That's so, <laughs> so difficult to remember. Somebody <laughs> took Shelly B. <laughs> I had to work with what I had. Uh, yeah. So you guys know, yes, we are here on Yada Debates today. Even through the flood warnings. Yep, so we made it through the storm. Uh Mitchell, what's going on? So guys, today we are going to be talking about music. Music in general, you know, our experience with music, uh music today, music back then, yep. just music topics. You know, we wanted to do something a little more lighthearted today. So your journey into music. What's the what's the first song that you can actually remember? That you actually remember? Well, my dad was a DJ, so I used to listen to a lot of like um, old school dance hall music. Yeah. So that was what I was introduced to. And when I was a little kid, like I'm gonna say about like, maybe six or five, I was like extremely in love with Michael Jackson. Yeah. So that was like how I was introduced into music. Like I really love Michael Jackson, like his music and everything like that. Yeah. I remember um this is like the the first one I really remember. Like my parents had like this kind of like small studio in like this apartment that we lived in and they used to always like play music i remember like they used to play like like some like like you said some of that old school house music mm -hmm. but like the first song that i re like really really remembered was like the intro to lion king like my mom had bought me the disc <laughs> like <laughs> or she bought me and my brother's disc and you know like like when we was kids we still listened to like kid music like we, like we used to go to tj maxx and get like the little kid cds with the little fun song i never did kids bop so don't 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 get it twisted i never did kids <laughs> you were in a kid bop kid were you a radio we, disney kid not even that no like it was like, I don't know, like some of those, like they'll have like a book and they'll come with like a, a musical learning CD with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm over there singing it like, and you know, like stuff like Nick Jr. So, okay. but yeah, like, like my dad does music. So like, you know, from them doing plays and seeing musical numbers on there and them like working in the studio or working in music or stuff like that. So I always seen that stuff. Yeah, I just used to listen to like a lot of reggae music. So I grew up listening to a lot of reggae music. And then when I got to, I want to say middle school, my brother had like this computer. So <laughs> I used to um, put all his music from his library because I didn't know how to put like download my own music. So whatever mm. he had, I would put onto my iPod. So it was a lot of like D block. <laughs> so, I used to listen to a lot of rap, and I was like, okay, I, I guess. Like, Dipset for life. Like, I was still, yeah, yeah, like, like I you, was a big, hardcore Dipset fan. I'm going to tell y'all right now, y'all can't tell us nothing about Cameron. I don't care what y'all say. We love Cameron. Yeah. You know, Jim Jones. <laughs> Get computers pewing. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's how I got introduced into music. And then finally, I think I was in maybe like the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. um, I went to a party in a basement, and they were playing the um, – the Baltimore club music. So <laughs> I really fell in love with like how the beats. That like, had a real wave. In that oh no. And then it and turned into music. Jersey club music. So then I was like, that was like the best movement to me. Like everybody just dancing and doing their own things at parties. So that music really like the beat of it, like just it being fast paced and repetitive. I, I liked it. So <laughs> then I started like venturing into like listening to, like I would look for house music, but I wouldn't be like Jersey club music. It would actually be like, House, house like music house yeah. music and now it's like it's like two denominations of like house music too yeah. you, you got like that house music that still got like those soulful vocals and stuff like that to that and then you got like the other house music yeah the elect <laughs> the electronic house music i remember so re remember that like like growing up what's going on guys on instagram um 
remember that like growing up it was just like i remember like in the 90s it, it was like you had like techno and electronic and trance and drum and bass it was like all these different denominations of like basically like techno but it was like now it's just like all edm <laughs> yeah that's how they blended it now because when i when i got into like the electronic music i was really into techno music like mm. that's like that was my genre right there but i used to yeah. be so ashamed wait, wait, to tell wait. people <laughs> that i like techno music like i would not play it like when i when they get in the car yeah. i would play all the Let normal me. music and Let then when they got out the car i was turning on yeah. my techno <laughs> driving <laughs> blasting it and then somebody see me at the light i'll just turn it down real fast like hold up wait let me just turn this down i don't want nobody to know i'm listening to techno music in my car <laughs> like one of the top 25 play songs on my phone right now is a techno song like that's just I just listen to techno music. I just identify it with it because the beats. I don't know, like the music makes you feel good inside. Like mm. it just makes you want to feel good. Like you want to just move. You want to dance and stuff like that. Like I can't listen to music about people hurting each other and wanting to commit violence and you crimes like, all the time. You like I'm too much of a spiritual being for that. Yeah, like I feel like I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I love Money Bag Yo. And like, <laughs> I see you post that. You like yeah. I got to stop. I got to listening yo. to it on my way to work, but. I really, I really like, it's like my music taste is diverse. Like I can enjoy all types of music. Um, all right, I'm lying because I really don't identify with country music like that. Yo, and that that's but Shania same, Twain has some really good music. That's the same thing I was saying. I, I'm like, I can't really get into like the country wave at all. Like for me personally, it just, it just don't do with me. No. Um, I'll tell you like this though, like, like, like some of my earliest memories, like I was listening to like, I ain't even going to call it like, like off the wall, but like I was still young, but. <laughs> like Limp Biscuit, like keep rolling, rolling, oh, yeah. rolling, rolling. Like, uh, my brother's friend Michael, he actually had that whole CD, and I like played that C CD faithfully. I was in like fifth grade or something like that. Um, I was just, I don't, I don't know, like, it, like tours more so like middle school. Hey guys on Instagram. Tours more, uh, more so like um, middle school and stuff like that. Like, I listened to like a lot of punk rock. You know what I mean? Like, remember, like, like in a, that early 2000s? Yeah, like, like Evanescence. Yeah, like, like all that all pop that. rock. Yeah, all that stuff was like, it was like, which one called it? Um, like Jimmy Eats World and Blink 182, Sum 41. Like, I was real heavy into <laughs> like, <laughs> like watching all those MTV music, music videos. And that was like, yeah, a MTV was a big influence back in that time. Like, with it like was. what the music that we, we listened to at that time, because that's how I discovered, like, again, one of my favorite songs. Like, I found it, I was listening to MTV music and they would play it all the time, like the music video for it. And I was like, wow, I really love this song. It was, it was Daft Punk one more time. So I was like, oh, oh my yeah, God, that is my song. <laughs> like, so, I love that song. Like you, if you get in the car with me, I'm sorry, it's bound to come up on the playlist on Shuffle somewhere. Yeah, I got and that. I'm gonna be like, listen, we're gonna have to rock out. If you ain't playing your imaginary drums, you gotta get out. I got that on a, on a workout playlist. Yeah, that song gets everybody hype. I feel like it's like a universal, like happy song. Like they play it at festivals. Like when I went to a festival and I heard them playing it like i was like oh my god they're playing my song <laughs> but, so um but yeah um it, that, that's one thing i was wondering i'm like whatever happened to like punk rock and pop rock like that was like such like a huge explosive genre like in that late 90s early 2000s and it's like to the point where it's just like you don't hear like any rock and roll at all because like, they 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 modernized it and a lot of the market it went towards pop. like pop and <laughs> like pop is where they make their money like if you ever notice like even your favorite artists may have made like one or two pop songs that's mm -hmm. because everybody's gonna go where the money is like they're gonna go where they where it's profitable for them like you have a lot of indie artists who stay true to their craft and don't 
mixed genres. They stay in their genre. But if you really want to expand and be um, a multifaceted artist, you have to be okay with doing other genres. Like most artists have done it. Like Drake, one day Drake's Jamaican, one day he's Canadian, one day he's African, <laughs> one day he's Spanish. Like he raps. Like it. it it's, I mean, like, it's it's now, today, in this age, it's, like, it's way more acceptable and appropriate because of the internet, because it's a, it's communities of people who also enjoy this music, as opposed to, like, back then, it's, like, if you listen to this area, if you was in this area, everybody listened to 98.9, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, like, and we, we was all listening to that, uh, grinding, <laughs> tipsy, like, that, that was, that was it for us, and it's just, like, you know, like the early stages of like like the internet where it was just like I mean and you might find like some little like off brand songs that you didn't really Yeah, have. if you had LimeWire, you could have you could have had every song you wanted really honestly like that's how I gave my computer AIDS because I used to download <laughs> that's how everything. I, I broke my wild computer. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded everything. You think you're downloading Lil Wayne Lollipop and then you get Soldier Boy crank that like oh, you remember got that, Remember that every song. speech you used to get? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers the Bill Clinton speech? Yes. It's a podcast. Make sure you guys check out our YouTube too. I didn't put the title in my caption, so sorry guys. But next time we will. But um, yeah, uh, the worst thing though was like we had AOL, so like downloading one song, like it it, it hurt my soul because yes. I was sitting there for three hours <laughs> downloading the three minute song and the booklet speech. Like, like I was so hot. I'm just like, um, but then like I'll say this around that time too, like well um. Line right now, that's when I was like really getting heavily into hip hop. And like when everybody was like real big fans of like Lil Wayne, like I was a huge Cassidy fan, like the freestyle Cassidy. Like I'd be sitting there just like, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, this but we also crazy. had a lot of avenues for music too back then too, because that was when MySpace started to come up too. Yeah. And like MySpace had their music. And you can make your own playlist. You can make your right? own playlist on there. Um, you know, we had LimeWire, um, there was Napster before there was LimeWire, but if you were downloading music off of some of those things, like I remember we had Verizon and I downloaded like two songs and then Verizon sent us a letter in the mail talking about if you pirate music again, we're gonna cut your service off. I was like, oh snap. So I was like, let me chill on downloading this music on here. But um, now it's like easier to get the music. You have so many streaming services, whereas back then we really had to like really do a lot of illegal stuff to get people's yeah, music. Like right. they wanted us to just buy CDs and just stick to that, like buying CDs. And I remember somebody, somebody made this this point. It was just like back then. It was like I don't know. We went through this phase where it was just like it was like a, more so about like the hits than the actual like body of work. And I remember like listening to some albums and it was just like, yeah, this is the song I like, but the rest of the album is trash. Like I remember, uh, yeah. we got that that Mem CD. Oh yeah. With this is why I'm hot, and like, I didn't really care for the rest of the CD. It was just like, I'm like, yeah, this might be why you hot, but the rest of it <laughs> is why you don't got a career anymore. So, um, what's going on, guys? Uh, but yeah, and and, and like I said uh, again, with the with the internet and, and the communities of people, like I'll tell you, like now I'm a huge fan of like Selection. I don't know if like like you heard too much of them, but like it's like a collective of like DJs and producers based out of like LA and they have some like over in the UK and certain countries in Asia, a couple over like spread across the US. But they do like a lot of fusion of like hip hop, R and B, electronic, jazz, and they like form it up into like these like collect these pieces of work and it's like it's amazing. Like I've been to like like three or four concerts here, like there's like you can't tell me nothing. Like if it, if it's in this area, I'm going. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like and like 
that's the same with me and Daft Punk. I swear, if they have a concert like here or anywhere near this general area, like DC, anywhere I'm going, like I'm gonna fly there, like. I'm going anywhere, like New York, anywhere I'm going to see them. It's just that's one of the things I have to do. I have to get the helmet and I gotta go to the concert, <laughs> go take the helmet on, and I'm gonna take lots of pictures. <laughs> I'm at the Daft Punk yep. concert. I'm at the Daft Punk concert, that's all. But um, I'll tell you this um, like hanging around like my brother and his friends, because like I was real close with my brother uh, growing up. And his friends, they, they listen to like like some techno and electronic music. And we used to play this game, uh, Frequency and Amplitude. And it was like a game where it's just like the triggers was like, it would be the way that you hit the notes, right? So, but they had like all like electronic and like kind of like drum and bass and, dan- and like dance music and all that. And that's kind of like how I got into like techno music because they was like playing on like, I'm like, yo, this is actually kind of nice. Like listening. <laughs> so, um. I wouldn't say like I was like huge in the techno, but it's like I, I was like exposed to it and I did like some of it. But I remember um I was like looking into like some nineties techno like recently, like a couple months ago. I had it on title. I like look up a random album, like, what is this shit? It's like a bunch of noise. <laughs> like, yeah, some of it is. Um, <laughs> but the ones that I listen to, uh, it, it depends because a lot of it's French um music. Like, French techno. It's music. French based. Because a lot of the U.S. based one is based on, like, with the synth sounds, like mm-hmm. using the the synthesizer. Whereas the French house music, they take old songs, like they'll take like old Tony Braxton songs, they'll take like old Whitney Houston songs, yeah. and they remix them. And that's all it is. It's just a bunch of remixes, and they put it on like a nice beat, and mm-hmm. you know, speed it up or slow it down, and like do all that fancy jazz musical engineering to it, and make it into a song. And remake it into their own song and they play it over and over again like they remade one tony braxton song um second city is the group it's a recent song and it's called i want to feel and it's from tony braxton's song it's one of her songs where she's like i want to feel your heart and soul inside of me so it's like i forget what song that is right now off the top of my head but if you guys remember it just let me know but i don't remember it off the top of my head i have it on my phone in my yeah. playlist if y'all got like any references to the song, please like leave a comment below so we can check out this song. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, but there's a lot of songs that were remade that I listen to. Um, there's actually a playlist that I play at work because I listen. I noticed that if I listen to like the house music, it makes for me it makes my day go by faster. Mm. So um, because they're the loops are like for like an hour. Sometimes they have like three hour mixes. Like so, it's like I don't have to keep going and changing songs. Mm. So that's that's what I like about it. Like they just transition and flow so easily. Like it's like you're in one song and then it's like, oh, I'm in this song now. Yeah, that's kind of like how like while sound with Selection, they do like a show with uh, Selection Radio and then they'll upload to SoundCloud and it's just like a whole collection of like songs that they found and like they'll do the blends and make sure like it's it, like the transition is seamless. Um, you mean forget what I was gonna say though? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I would say uh, later in life, though, like I started like really delving. Like once I started like listening to Selection, um, you know, like me, like as artists, um, I was like willing to hip hop and like lyricism and like you know like a lot of like the throwback. So what I would do is just like when I would listen to like some of the hip hop songs, like I would try to find like some of the songs that they sample, like a lot of like the oldies and the the jazz, and, and I would like listen to like the original song of it, and that's how I kind of got like into like oldies and like jazz. Like I remember, um, like the first time I really started um looking into it, it was that uh it was a Jay Z song, uh Who You With Part Two, 
And I'm like, yo, what? I'm like, I knew it was a sample, but it was like something I'd never heard before. It wasn't like, you know, like moments in love been reused over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 this was the only time I heard that one. So I'm like, yo, what is this? And I found out it's a Jeff Lorber fusion song called Night Love. And I was just like, I love that song. Like, to the, to, to, <laughs> like, to the life of it. I love that song. And I, I actually, because this particular album that this song was on yeah. was not, like, anywhere, like, available for, like, download or anything. Like, I'm searching the internet, illegal downloads, whatever. I could not find it. I'm, my mom asked me where I went for my birthday. <laughs> Send me the link to, like, this email. I'm like, I need money for this CD. It was like $35. And I'm just like, yo, but I don't even know if I still have that CD. It might be somewhere in my apartment, but I like, I played that album like faithfully. It was, it's more like jazz fusion, so it's like a lot more upbeat. And I like it. It's just like, I love that whole CD. It was like only eight songs, but that was like the best fucking eight songs I heard in my life. I got to find the CD now. Well, I listen to um, a lot of the, the old disco music from like the 70s because that's where house music came from it came from disco it's like just the modernized version of disco like mm. disco music like the funky music from disco and i really really love the gap band and the sos band yeah yeah like those, those, i rock out to that and i really i got introduced to those music from grand theft auto vice city <laughs> <laughs> let me just be real like I, that's how i found the music because there was this one station on there that had all the the disco songs on there mm -hmm. so it had like um rick james on there <laughs> and like tina marie and everybody on there so i know what i'm listening to yeah <laughs> and i mean like yeah like we'd be surprised like you know we'll hear songs like just like in the background or something and it'll catch our ear we're like yeah like, like yo what is that um, I'll tell you, like, um, like working in the studio and seeing like uh, producers and stuff like that, like actually working engineers, it's just like I'll listen songs that I know that I really like. After I like <laughs> played them, like played the shit out of them, I'll start picking them apart. I'm like, yo, like, why do I like this song so much? And I'll start listening to them. Like, oh, he he did this background vocal here, and it's just like I'm just like, oh, that's amazing. Or they did the synth here, or the drum, they changed it up right here. I'm just like, yo, this is, I'm like, I'm like, this is why this is so dope. And I get hype about it. Like, I'll be in the car. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, this breakdown right here is amazing. Like, yeah, I, I do that too. But I have no musical background, like, with music. Like, mm -hmm. I tried to play the piano. So, like, one of my favorite songs, I tried, I tried to recreate on the piano. But that's, that's about the furthest I went. So, like, <laughs> I, I, like, if I hear a song and there's, like, this one tiny part in it, like, it doesn't even matter if it's, like, close to the end, like, maybe the last. 10 seconds of the song like that now automatically is my favorite song for like a month. <laughs> i have to play it on repeat just to hear that one part in that song yeah, like there's like... a frank ocean song called um pyramids and the second part to pyramids oh my god that's my ringtone like mm. and that's been my ringtone for how old is my daughter she's seven um it's been my ringtone for about like six years now <laughs> i have not changed it in you, six years you're like i'm not letting it go nope um, nope frank ocean he did uh whatchamacallit uh rendition of it was like uh and Aaliyah's song, You Are Love, like, the way he did that one, I was just like, yo, this is amazing. Like, well, Frank Ocean needs to come back. Like, if you can hear me, Frank Ocean, please come he, back. But he's stop. like one of those artists, it's like, um, he he drops something and then he goes away for a while and then he comes back. Kind of like Lloyd. Lloyd does the same thing. Lloyd will drop a project, go missing for six, seven, eight, nine years, and then it's just like, I'm back. 
Yeah, I was supposed to see Lloyd in April, but he dropped out of that B2K Millennium Tour concert. So Wait, what? Fuck you, Lloyd. <laughs> you supposed to be at the concert. Lloyd, you lost the fan. I'm just, I'm I just was supposed to be saying she's 5'2", like, and you just left us hanging at the concert. Wait, she's 5'2". Which one? Which one? Which the own song with Lil Wayne. Oh, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that Lessons in Love CD, that, that one was uh, actually pretty good. That was the one with the girls. I can't sing. I, I, I can sing with auto-tune. Like. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, like you, you have uh, like artists like that, and I think sometimes like some people like that they need a break because I'll tell you like this, like I love Mariah Carey, like vocally, but like songwriting wise, horrible in my opinion. <laughs> I don't think I don't think her song, who's ever writing her songs, I don't really think they're that stellar. Like her voice just really brings it up to like the next level like when i like like when i like really listen to her songs i'm just like it's the voice that's getting me it's not really like what she's saying all the time i don't know i mean it's because mariah Carey is still stuck in her butterfly stage so she doesn't want to <laughs> evolve from that like well you know you know what happened to her and they said her her voice is like just that whole that little real whispery voice like if you listen like to her early works like the self-titled album and like emotions and all that like her range is spectacular on those cds but one thing i never even like even as like even though i love my mariah carey i still don't really care for ballads at all like you can't really sit there why you give me that look <laughs> as soon as i said that <laughs> i really don't care for ballads at all like that like i'm, I'm gonna be honest it's like I don't know. I just I, I really just don't care for the instrumentation of them. Like it don't it don't do anything for me. It don't it don't it don't hit me no kind of way. I don't know because we belong together. Had me crying for my love, my life in no, the sixth but, grade. But, but that, that I didn't one. Even have. But that one is more like it's more like R and B. I mean like those like old school like do 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 those old school slow high school dance ballads. Like I can't do those. <laughs> like that that's not for me. <laughs> Why you keep saying that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a big thing. Because uh, <laughs> which uh, she? Oh, when you gonna give me some new music? When you gonna give me some music? So I used to download like the exclusive tunes or coast to coast off that and <laughs> give it to her because I was tired of searching up songs. I was like, here, take these. Like, I don't know what's on here, but it's good. Just listen to it. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's like me with my mom and um, putting music on her iPod. I just like, listen, you're gonna listen to whatever I listen to. I'm gonna, make, <laughs> I'm gonna make you a playlist with the songs with the least curses on it. And hopefully, like, you like this playlist. <laughs> it's not gonna be much songs on there, but you know, hopefully, you like it. Yeah. But so. yeah, we used to listen to what is she used to like a lot of Mary J. Blige, mm -hmm. like that type of music. But I don't know, I don't like slow music. Like, um, at all, I'm not like, a I'm not an R and B type of person. Like my sister, no. my sister will tell you it's either like it, it's either techno or like down south rap, like Migos. So you like, the, you like the party? Yeah, but as soon as like slow music, like slow jams, like mm -hmm. I just cannot. I'll just be like, all right, next song. I'll tell you this: like I gotta be like in the mood for it. Like, like if like that that's how it is for me. Like some days, like I want to listen to like not even some days, but like it it might be like for weeks on end where I just want to listen to like classical and jazz. And then 
I'll do like a complete 180 and I like nah I just want to listen to music about selling crack and shooting guns. Like, <laughs> like and then I'll 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 flip back and like, well I need a, a nice balance of like rap and R and B and then just straight R and B. And then like use like I'll, I'll get like the that that urge for like some punk rock and I'll listen to like some Fifi Dobson. <laughs> yeah, I remember Fifi Dobson yeah. back in the day. And the thing is like she had other CDs but they didn't really like from, I don't know. I guess they didn't really push it as much as the first one. Yeah, but back in those, like, I'm saying back in those days, like, it was a long time. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> but, you know, back, like, in the early 2000s and the late 90s, like, a lot of people had to be pushed through, like, their record labels, whereas now the marketing range is, like, more easier for artists to push their work. Like, they have so many more platforms. Like, back then, it was more like, if you're not on MTV or if you're not being promoted on the radio, a lot of people weren't going to hear your music unless they were diehard fans of you. Now, it's yeah. like, you could put, I could go on SoundCloud, me. Like, I could go on SoundCloud, upload my song, and I'll probably have, like, a following of people who follow me. They can access my music. I could share it on different platforms yeah. and get people to access my music. Whereas then if you didn't have a solid album, like, if you weren't pushing it, had a release date, had a release party, had, like, a pre-listening party, yeah. had, like, a team backing you for pushing your music out, you nobody was going to hear your music unless yeah. they knew you or knew of you or knew that you were, like, pushing music out they like, weren't like you said it was so it was so little outlets and like even to the point like even even if you made music like as far as distribution but now that everything's online like you said i could just upload and send it to whoever i want yeah. at any point in time but you know back then you needed like a distribution deal so if your company wasn't good and good standing with the distribution deal it wasn't on shelf your cd on certain stores or whatever yeah. um this is this is a cut, cut in the left a little bit but i want to discuss this while we here what do you think about Drake dropping this care package for the old songs. Like, cause I, I was just like, I seen people posting about it, but I wasn't like, I'm I'm always late to the party on those things. Cause I'll see it, but I'm just like, I'm not gonna really check it out right now. But then I went on Tidal and I seen it on suggested new albums. And I went on there, I was like 5 p.m. in Calabasas. I heard this already. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't, I, I, there's no Drake slander in my book. Because <laughs> I'm a diehard Drake fan. Drake gave me the weekend. So I can't, I can't, I'm not, you know. You can't say nothing, nothing bad about When you dropped Care Package, I was grateful because when I used to play I Get Lonely too, people used to look at me like, what you doing? Like, this song is so old. And I'd be like, no, 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 this is this hot. This is Drake. Like, this is it. And they'd be looking at me like, no, like, don't play that. Or even like, the, um, what other song? Free Spirits. Like, oh my gosh, I love that song. I forgot about, all about that song. When I heard it on Care Package, I was like, yes, tap my name. On. Yeah, like, listen, no Drake slander over here. I was, but they I was, was appreciative. But of they were sitting there saying it was like, "Oh yeah, the Raptors won. Drake going to drop a CD." So I'm expecting some new music. And then mm -hmm. I look, I'm looking at Care Package. I'm like, "What is this?" He's teasing us until he get, drops his new album. He just gave us Hit Scorpion not too long ago. That was last year. He's not going to give us anything new <laughs> until next year. I can guarantee it. This is a teaser. Whenever he does something like this, he has a big, big album waiting for us. You know who I'm waiting for to drop? Now, because I'm a Kendrick fan, so I'm waiting for Kendrick to drop, because the last thing we got was the Black Panther album, and that that was solid. Not anything that I would say was... I like Revenge of the Dreamers better, 3 better. Let's just say that. <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think the Black Panther was like album was too solid. But now that Lion King album, that album, <laughs> you want to go see that movie. <laughs> I was listening, to, like, and I the first song that I heard on there was that Beyonce spirit. And anybody tell you like I'm not a Beyonce fan like whatsoever. Like and I'm a, I'm just clear there with that. But I heard that chills like multiple chills. I'm just like 
I'm like, yo, she killed this. I gotta go see this fucking movie. <laughs> I didn't see Lion King yet. I didn't see the remake yet. I ain't heard the album. I'm gonna tell you like this. The only thing that I didn't personally like is that I think they should have got somebody with stronger vo vocals to go up against Beyonce because Childish Gambino was just like Beyonce's here and kind of like like yeah I'm here too. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they should have had the original Jason Weaver with the vocals but like, are they, from before. I don't know if he still won't have that. You know, and, and that's the thing. Like when you were saying like 30 years ago, it's just like when we say like 20, 30 years ago, we still think of like 1970. <laughs> like that was just in the 80s. Like Jason Weaver, so. his voice still strong. I I still appreciate one call away by Chingy. Like mm. I don't know. I felt like he could have did young Simba, whoever did old Simba, but they didn't want a childish game. You know, they wanted it to relate to us now, but you know, yeah. it's Beyonce. You can't sell anything without Beyonce. <laughs> but like I don't like that that was just like really like stellar. Um so what would you say is like would you say techno is like your favorite genre of music? Mm, judging off of what I listen to on a daily basis, probably not because techno is like my first love, mm -hmm. but like my real love of music, what I can listen to like without any interruptions, any skips, anything like that would be The weekend, and I don't know what genre he is in. Yeah, I guess he'd be like that alternative R&B. Yeah, like that, something like alternative R&B or dark R&B. But then I listen to, like, I try to listen to, like, on Spotify, alternative R&B, and I just can't get like, jiggy with it. You're like, this is not, well, this is not no, what I was expecting. It does not relate to The weekend. <laughs> it's more like, like, Khalid and, like, um, her and, like. See? Yeah, like that. Like, it's like that. Like, it's like an off, it's like off brand Neo Soul. Like, kind of yeah. like that. But. I don't know because the weekend is not that like he's not neo so it's very yeah. his music is very well his older music was very dark very dark very dark <laughs> and then his music now it's like you had his commercial album which was commercial and then you had his um two albums you had trilogy and kissland which were like kissland was like kind of transitioning into like commercial but mm -hmm. it was still it still had that dark flair to it but then um you had beauty behind the madness which was just straight up commercial, and then um, he dropped. What was it? Starboy. Starboy was complete. Like that was just a complete commercial album. There was not one like you could be like, oh, this is a solid like weekend song. Like it was like it catered more to like his newer audience, mm -hmm. and like he says that like I went to his concert. Like I made sure like I made a way to get to his concert because that was like on my bucket list of things to do, mm -hmm. and like the weekend as like an artist how he's evolved is amazing because I've watched the weekend from when he came from Tumblr to where he is now. Like I was a fan then, mm. like when his concert tickets were $50 for front row. And then when I went to the concert to get into front row, it was like $5,000. <laughs> and I was like, at least like maybe like seven, eight rows behind front row. And mm. like, just to see him on stage, like he's a performer, like his vocals there when in concert, like him live is not like, you know, like you're not going to like, die or nothing it's not like michael it's jackson but but you know like he keeps you entertained throughout the concert but just seeing how he grew like before he didn't want to be known like he just wanted his music to be known like he did not put any pictures up he just would just post music and go like he was like so like not into any of like the fame anything like that and then he dropped he was with drake they dropped crew love and then you know he was like still trying to break out of his shell 
and then like started like sending songs to like artists because a lot of people don't know like he would gift like songs to artists like he gave Drake like one of his albums and I'm trying to remember which one it is but he take like care. I think it is Take Care he like that whole feel that's the weekend like that's not Drake mm. that's the weekend like I those are weekend vibes. Slander. <laughs> I mean but Drake gave us the weekend he let, he let put me. the weekend on like they're from Toronto he's gonna put his boy on like they I remember when they fell out listen. You want to get into weekend talk? Like I'll have the whole four one one on him. Like, let, let me ask you this though: Is the OVO sweatshop real? I don't know. <laughs> I will not. Is, I will not is, is, answer is, yes and no. <laughs> you like until I got some hard evidence. Yep. Until you have the hard evidence of the people in the sweatshop, and you can interview them. I think like like when you were saying like you know certain albums being commercial. I think that's like something that I really like liked about Kendrick. Like a lot of his stuff was like kind of like not really geared to what's going on like he he did some stuff like you know with humble like you know that was like more more turn up and stuff like that but i really like i like i'll say like this when i listen to his album i like his album like all the way through except for the one that everybody calls classic which is good kid mad city i did not think that one was like the oh this is the classic kendrick album i thought that was to pimp a butterfly and the reason i said that i said that album i felt like was perfect for his time because of like the real serious like racial divide that was going on in America. And uh I just felt like it was like like perfect for that time. Like I don't I don't, I don't know. It's just and I, I just like his artistry too. Like he like I like I still like I, I really appreciate like a lot of lyricism, but like he has like a lot of artistry in his music that I feel like it's like it's not overly processed and he's not trying too hard. Like he's not like trying too hard to be different. Like he's just like I feel like doing what he feels is appropriate. And uh, like a perfect example that I'll say like this is just that ASAP Rocky had dropped like one of his more recent projects. It was just like you could tell he was experimenting, you know, like it, it just didn't really seem like it was just like I'm just listening. I'm just like, yeah, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, you can tell like when the artists are trying to like experiment and expand on um, their artistry. Like a lot of them do it a lot of times, and either it works for them and they keep going into it, or you know they're made into memes. <laughs> that's just the way it goes. So like, let me ask you this: What's your experience like as far as like you know uh, live music as opposed to like you know just listening to it? Do you feel like like I'm gonna tell you like this for me personally? Like going to a concert definitely like puts me at like an elevated state for like what the music is. Yeah, I feel like live music is way better than listening to like anything coming from a studio because it's like you get that raw emotion. Like yeah. I was watching Maxwell sing um his song Fortunate mm -hmm. live on Facebook and I wish I was there. Like it was like so beautiful. Like it was just like everything just came out. Like he just had the live band behind him. Like I feel like at least like if you love music, I feel like you should at least go to like one, at least live, like yeah. show, like go to a concert, go to like um a coffee shop where they have like live bands, just to like explore and get the feel of music because you really can't enjoy music unless you feel it. Like mm -hmm. you should be able to feel the music in you. Yeah. Like that bass, like, and I, I remember like um this was last year actually. I went to uh, A3C. I did the, the whole five days, like the conference and the two day festival that two-day music festival and for 75 bucks that was like the best thing like when i was saying like i wasn't really like a huge little wayne uh, fan but seeing him perform live i'm like yo he's amazing like and then like like when dipset went up there like 
they know how to perform. Like they know how to keep like the energy and the crowd alive. And I seen uh, JID and even like a couple of like um, like not so uh, famous rappers at the time. But um, I'll tell you this: when I was there, it was a girl up there and you know, on the inside st uh, stage, uh, Young Baby Tate. And that was last year. Lo and behold, this year she's actually on that Revenge of the Dreamers three album. I was just like, yo, I just seen this girl like you know live like like front row and everything. It's yeah. just like <laughs> I was like I was there from the beginning. <laughs> well, that's how you feel like when you see it. I seen J Cole like in the beginning of his career. Like he came to Rutgers Fest, and this is when everybody was like Fabulous was there, and everybody was like more geared towards like, oh my god, we want to see Fab like. But J. Cole was like, you know, in the beginning and everybody was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, wow, no, he's going to be something like he he's going to blow up. Like, I could just feel it. Like his whole like aura is just like, yeah, he's going to be like big. Yeah. And look at J. Cole now. So it's like <laughs> I feel like I was there for that, too. So it's like watching an artist really develop like into their like big mm -hmm. their um, being like mainstream is like amazing to me. Like I like that. I like seeing artists come from the bottom of like who else did I see come up Nicki Minaj I watched her come up from yeah, my space DVDs, yeah, yeah. So come up DVDs French Montana too Same, from, yeah. from selling, the DVDs, <laughs> selling the DVDs and all that stuff like that like yeah I used to listen to French when I was in high school yeah, um, right. mac macaroni and cheese you was like I like this but uh yeah like like French uh I remember like him doing live from Africa and when he joined, like, paired up with Max B and it was going in that yeah. Jones and Bird Gang and all of that, like, uh, yeah. So, uh, watching all of them, like, I don't know, I really I enjoy that because I feel like you know, you watch people like evolve, like, from being like you know, the hungry artist trying to get heard, and now they're like so popular they can't get nowhere. Like, I remember one time, um, one of the ASAP mob members invited my sister to come hang out with them before they like really blew up like, mm. back out in Harlem, and it was like so cool. I was like, oh my god, my sister is like the coolest person on earth. <laughs> Like, she's, she's, what's your secret? Yeah, and then like now I'm like, she's like, dang, I wish I would have went. And I'm like, yeah, you should have went. We would have been living it up. Probably would have been in Paris. <laughs> I want to take you on a flight, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like like I'll say um to another another big exposure that I had for it too is just like like I I did it like a DJ like a couple years ago, and like seeing her like. She was more into like doing like the blends, like how you were saying with the house, and like seeing her do those transitions. It's just as as amazing as seeing somebody like do a scratch because it's like so much technical that goes into it as far as like finding the songs that's like generally like the same BPM. Like I remember she blended one of my songs with like a Kehlani song, and I was listening to it. I was just like, Oh yeah, they Yo. have a lot of those on YouTube, like blends, like yeah. where they blend songs together. Yeah, that's. Yeah, and it was like it would transition, and it still had her drums from the song going into. My, I was yep. just like, "Yo, this is so, like, yo, this is crazy!" Like, yeah, that's another thing that we were listening, like that I used to listen to too, um, coming up because they mix a lot of like um, Drake songs with Kehlani songs. Mm -hmm. um, they would mix them with the Weekend songs. They would blend them like and make them into like other songs. Like mm -hmm. they would mix them with Frank Ocean songs. So you would have like um, Frank Ocean's "Thinking of You," and then it would blend into like a Weekend song, and it would blend like. Yeah, I like blends. <laughs> I was gonna say like that. I like blends. Like they're, it's like so smooth. Like it's just like the yeah, same like, thing. Like you, you forget that you're listening to like one song. And um, there's a party next door song that he sampled from Miguel that have a blend of. It's called mm. um the girl next door, from Miguel's album, and party next door made it into his own song, and it's called Break from Toronto. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, so I didn't know that was sampled from uh, yeah, a girl song. I had mm-hmm. to go back and listen to it. Yep, that's so, interesting. You know, party next door. That was another one that Drake brought on too. Yeah, with, with him, and I seen like a live, like not actually, but it was somewhere like on YouTube because like it was like around the time like people was talk, talking about him heavy, and I seen like a live performance of him on YouTube, and he is just like no energy at mm-hmm. all. Like and and like again, like I said, from like I, I did like a lot of showcases and stuff. And it's just like that is an important part of a live performance is like that energy. Like people think like, oh yeah, my song's good, everybody's gonna love it. Like, no. No. You it's- gotta make them love this, like love the song when you up there. Cause it's like if you up there and you just just walking up like, yeah, like nobody really gonna be into it. Yeah, that's what um they were saying. I was reading this report about um I, I don't know how to say his name, Khalid or Khalid. Khalid. Khalid, um he he just opened up and did his first concert and he they were saying that um he has really great songs but at his concert all he does is sit there and just sing like he doesn't move he does like maybe like one two moves and they're like it's they're like it's so <laughs> they're like it's so boring it's like we don't want to sit here and hear you sing for 3 hours there's no other artists opening up there's no like it's just him singing what? for like 3 hours of him yeah it's just, just him like- they're like, no, like you need to like do something. If you don't, if you can't dance, have like a team come out. Like when I went to see Future, mm-hmm. um, Future brought out DJ Esco. He brought out a um, a boogie. Like it was like a whole mix of people. Like I had missed Migos coming in, but he brought in like everybody to keep the crowd like you know energized and going. Like even during the Millennium tour, these songs are from like the early two thousand that we heard. They had the Yin Yang Twins in there, and I thought I was back in middle school again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when I get back to the hotel, I'm like, ooh, I feel every bit of near 30 right now. <laughs> I'm so and you only 25. <laughs> I can't feel my knees. They hurt. <laughs> they was playing Shake It Like a Salt Shaker, all that. Like, all the songs from back in the day. Even, like, B2K, like, with their songs, like, if you're, you have to perform. You have to sell the music to your fans because they're coming there to see, like, like their dreams, like they, I like I want to be on stage, like with you, like even Bobby Valentino, he was on the stage, he came on the stage and he was giving out roses to everybody, like he was singing his song. Bobby V, Bobby v was <laughs> out there singing his songs, biting the roses and throwing them in the crowd. So if you can't entertain your crowd and like draw in your audience, you're gonna lose fans fast because they're gonna be like, yeah, it's. And, and like you said, it's really only like a select few artists who can really get by solely on their vocals. And even still, they can you can listen, sit there and listen to like three, four songs of them. And then you still want to see something like like and it, you, you got to have like that nice transition. Like when I used to throw my shows, like it was always like different artists. Or like you had some artists that did like turn up, some who did like traditional uh, R&B, some singers. And it's just like that variation when you have that, like that kind of like. Oh, I, I want to get live, or I want to. I want to be on my come down, and I want to sip my drink and then wait. It's just like with that, you keep the energy throughout like the whole show, and that's really important. It's just like really keeping that energy, and that's something that I had to learn for myself as like being a performer. It's just like, and I, I had told DJ Alien is it's like I don't perform, I don't practice on my shows because like I'm having fun up there, so everybody else is having fun because I'm having fun. So, uh, yeah. I'm not a performer, so. I, do you sing at all? I cannot you, sing. You, you you sing ever, my sister is still blackmailing me with this song that I recorded on my laptop from years ago. And it is Post so it bad. Post it I, <laughs> I hope it's deleted and gone somewhere because she was blackmailing me with that for like years. Because at one point in time, I thought that I was going to like 
be a singer. And I was like, oh, if maybe if I just train my vocals and just keep practicing, I'll be a good singer. But singing is not for me. It's not. Like, I can write a nice song. Like, if somebody can sing it for me, <laughs> I can do that. You still sure got <laughs> singing, like, singing it, oh, no. It you still got to like show them how to dying. sing it, though. That's the thing. You're like, no, it go like this. I mean, yeah, I'm going to tell people, like, yeah, go like this. Like, put a little mm in that. But, like. I just cannot do it. Like in my head, like when I'm singing in my car and when the music is all the way up and when I'm in the show, it sounds so good. Like it sounds great. Like when I'm singing in the car and I have the music up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at me hitting this high note. And I somebody turn it down, it sounds so bad. And I'm just like, oh, let me stop singing this song. But that's um, me in the shop. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm good at this. So I'm like, I'm yeah. like I can do this. If, yeah. If, if Car Me could record an album, it'd be a hit. But I just know <laughs> somebody else vocals in the background. Yeah, but I just know that me singing like now is just it's out. Like, and then on top of that, like I'm I have stage fright. Like I'm afraid of like being in front of like people. Mm-hmm. It just like it scares me because I'm like, what if I mess up? And I used to have like those dreams like back in the day, like where you were naked on like stage. <laughs> and that was like one of my nightmares, like just being like in front of people and just like being like, what do I do next? Like, mm-hmm. and then. So I was like, nah, I'm not even going to go that route. Like, I tried to do, like, um, acting and drama and all that stuff like that. And then I was like, this is not for me. Like, I'm more like the behind the scenes person, like, where I don't have to be by the people, but I can still, like, influence the people. But- I mean, but that that was me, too. But, like, I mean, a big thing that helped me out was the oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and, uh, public speak and public speaking classes. Like, I had to take... Uh, public speaking as part of my curriculum and uh you know we had to basically like write passages and then you know present them without having it in front of us like we had like a few like cards so and i mean doing that for like a semester really like helped like boost my confidence and then like consistently performing like again uh again like i said the biggest thing is just like when i'm up there like i'm first and foremost before i'm performing i'm having fun and that's like what i always like took away from it and then I don't know. I mean, you saying you don't want to be like mess up in front of people, but you doing live podcast. I know, and that's like the craziest like paradox ever. Because I'm just really here, I, but this is something that I've experimented with and just now opened up with because I wasn't really comfortable doing any of this stuff. Like I wanted to do like any like something where it involved like me, like either speaking to people or showing people stuff. Like because I write poetry, so I wanted to do like something like that. Yeah. But then I was like. I can't do this. I can't articulate what I want to say. But that was just me back then. Like, I wasn't, like, comfortable with it. Now I'm just, like, I'm exploring and get it out of the box. Who knows? Maybe, like, two years from now, five years from now, I might be on the stage performing at a concert doing something, like, or somewhere else. But, you know, I'm I'm expanding my horizons every day. Like, You're going to go on your notepad. Like, yeah, yeah like, even just fine. me doing, like, photo shoots and stuff like that. Like, anybody can tell you me growing up, I was, like, the shyest person. That's why, like, there me opening up, like, talking <laughs> about me listening to techno music, a lot of my friends did not know I listened to techno music until we were adults. Like, <laughs> until, like, recently. Like, I'm talking about within, like, the last, like, four or five years. Only, like, my sister and my mom and all of them knew because when I used to get in the car with them, I had to force them to listen to whatever I was listening to because I was the DJ in the car. <laughs> so, 
that's those are the only people I knew I listened to that genre of music because that was like my secret. Like I was like, oh my god, people are gonna think I'm weird if I listen to this. But now I'm like, being weird is like my best <laughs> asset. Like I mean, but we we had that stigma. It's just like like back in the day, like all right, if you if you listen to to like techno music, it's like oh yeah, you know, like I mean, like even if you listen to like rock, like I used to listen to Metro Station when I was in high school. Like I used to listen to like a lot of um emo music and stuff like that, like Metro Station, Evanescence, all those things like that. And I used to be like, oh man, they're gonna think like I'm like emotional. I'm like, wrong. So You're like, no, I just I just like it. I just yeah, like sometimes it's, it's like the words in the song speak to me in that moment. Like maybe I feel what the artist is saying, mm-hmm. like wake me up inside like that. I really identified with that song. Even that video, like it was just like the video caught my eye. I was like, wow, this video is hot. Like she's hanging off the side of a building. Like, <laughs> So, like this is this is really cool. Okay. Yeah, and then even like again, we're going back to Daft Punk. Like when I heard, when I seen the video for one more time, that was just a piece of a story. Like that whole album, Discovery, is a movie. Mm. It's like a, a a album movie. Like they made it into a movie. So well, it starts from like them, and it goes into like about the music industry. Oh, another thing that I do, I also break down music videos. Like I like go into and check the symbolisms and things like that and the hidden messages. I remember you because, told me about that. Yeah, video. artists, what they do is how they express themselves creatively. Sometimes they can't always convey that image because a lot of people aren't auditory. So they, they get the music, they hear it, but they, they can't visually like play it out or it plays out differently so sometimes the artist is like let me show y'all what i'm trying to tell Mm -hmm. y'all so they'll put like a lot of like hidden stuff in their music videos to make it like make sense so daft punk what they did was discovery was this whole album about the music industry about how they kidnap talented people and try to convert them to be normal people and sell them into like like making making it not like about the passion of music, but more so about the business of music. Like yeah. they kidnapped Daft Punk from their home planet, like they were aliens, and brought them back to Earth, made them into like humans, like put like some like machine in their necks, made them turn into humans, and then they like were performing. And then one of this alien like person, he went to their planet and saved them, but he got killed in the process of saying, "I probably just ruined Discovery for you guys," <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh. He saved them. So, it, like, if you ever want to just check it out, like, check out Discovery, the album, um, the like, the whole thing from start to finish. Like, it's all the songs. It's, like, it starts from One More Time, then it goes to Aerodynamic, and it ends with um, Voyager, and it's just, like, this whole, like, album, and then they have their other music. Because Busta Rhymes sampled their song, um, Technologic, mm. on Touch It, Bring It. Oh. Like, that's oh, Technologic. Yeah. Kanye West sampled that, too. Technologic. Mm. Daft Punk actually gets a lot more samples than hip hop, which is why I love them because a lot of hip hop artists now use their their songs or or they write songs for a lot of hip hop artists. Like The Weeknd uses their music. Um, Chris Brown, I think, used their music. There's a couple artists that use their music. Like if you look in the, if you ever put on like their playlist, it'll start with them and it goes right into like um, all like different artists and things like that. Mm. Well, and, and this is one thing, like you know, um, again, like when you start when you start working with uh, those people like that, you start seeing like how more so like cohesive the people who are actually like doing music, like yeah. how more accepting they are. It's more so like the fans that kind of get like that kind of put that sick stigma, like oh, you're only supposed to listen to this type of music. But like when, like you said, when you actually see that, it's just like. It's no problem for when like uh, Kanye West and uh, Katy Perry, you know, meet up and, and they talk. They talk music because for them it's just all music. It's not about like, oh, this this image that they trying to portray. 
Yeah. But, um, what I wanted to ask you is like, do you feel like there's a big, like a big difference between like the music then and the music now? And like, let's just say for all intents and purposes, uh, as far as within our generation. So, so the nineties until now, or do you think it's still kind of like relatively the same as far as what's being produced? It's just different beats and stuff like that. You shaking your head no over there. It's not the same. Um, a lot of the time, a lot of those artists, like I said, it was harder for them to get their music out. So they put a lot, they invested a lot more into their music mm -hmm. instead of like just trying to push something out. Like now it's more like we demand things like at now, like it's in demand. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, you could take your time and make an album. That's why I said Drake's not gonna drop nothing until next year. He, that's why he dropped Care Patch. They take your time and you produce your album like, um, if in the meantime they would do things to like spruce up their thing like they would do rap battles if they were rappers like they yeah. would do different things but now it's just like all right i gotta put something out like right now like they'll go in the studio cook something up real fast like i know some artists don't even think like they just go in the studio and just make a song there was a guy that made a song from finding nemo that's called whatever the address from finding nemo mm. sherman way that's the song like a real live song <laughs> so and nowadays, you can take a clip of like uh, of a newscast and, and put a beat over it and make a song. You can do anything. Blueface is hot, so you could do anything. What you saying about Blueface? Blueface, Blueface is like it's like you can anybody can be anything. You just it's not even about the music anymore. It's just about who could go viral. Like what what song can you make that's stupid that you could like get attention? Like it's more so like attention, like. What can you do to I like mean, go viral they, now? They, I mean, they said that to us at uh, A3C. They said it's an attention-based market. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, that's why you see like a lot of people doing like. What, and, and this is something that I, I did bring into somebody's attention. Like, yeah, it, it is and it isn't because you see that those people who do those things they don't really have any longevity. They call them like microwave. Um, but then you see the people like the Drakes, the J. Coles, the um, Kendricks, the Kanyes that's still doing it to this day. Because, because they, yeah, because they didn't like, they didn't rely solely on gimmicks to kind of bring light to their name. Yeah, they were authentic to their craft, or they, they respected like trying other things, but they also stayed true again to who they were as an artist. Like they didn't have to do a whole bunch of nonsense to get on top. Like six nine is in jail, but, <laughs> so it's just. I feel like back then it was more authentic the crap it was more heartfelt like people put their time into it like yeah you had some gimmick artists too who were yeah. one hit wonders and that's where they are now they got tv shows on tv one like where are they now <laughs> whereas uh, you have artists who really took the time into like making sure that this is their craft and they are still either in the game now or some way influencing yeah. music now and music decisions now like like with missy ellie and pharrell like yeah they might not always be on the front line but you know they both produce right and like and missy elliott helps a lot of new artists like she coaches them and helps them like in the industry like she was helping one of the artists from newark like coaching him and everything like that and pushing him like to expand his music career without having to like sell out and do like things to yeah. do that so they help out too like a lot with um younger artists but a lot of times a lot of older artists feel like they're better than the new artists too so sometimes they don't want to help them out so. yeah. i mean we, we we had a this guy when i did like first started doing yada debates live and i did it like just off facebook i, I just had my phone and my, me and my cousin had that debate it was about like old school rappers versus like new school rappers and i was just like i was just like i was like i kind of get what they're saying but at the sense they gotta stop hating 
<laughs> like, 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 so we're gonna be the old school people in a couple years too, but, because we can't. There's certain songs that I can't identify with now. But the, and this is this. I, I had made a post about this. I was just like, I could still listen to like some Nas and this, there was some Playboy Cardi. Like, I won't say like the the newest stuff that he was dropping, but when I first he was a, somebody else that I discovered before he kind of like like blew out of the water. Um, like some of his older stuff with Ethereal, but like I was listening to it, I'm just like. I know it's not meant to be like lyrical or how it felt or something like, but I like it. It's something to turn up to. It's something like goofy and fun and stuff like that. And like, again, it goes back to being in that mood. So like when I listen to it, I'm like, I know that you know. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people now make strip club music. Like that's where the market is now, like getting played in like a strip club because that's where you get exposure, yeah. like in the party scene and the club scene. And mm-hmm. like, that's where your music is going to spin. And like, people are going to be like, oh, I heard this song at this party. Like, things like that. So mm-hmm. they make music for that. They, they don't make it for like, you know, everybody has their genre, like they'll make the music for that. But if you want to get like streamed, if you want to get views, if you're not going to do a gimmick, make a strip club song, a strip club anthem, you'll be a star. <laughs> like, uh, Do you like pop music? I like, do. I do like pop music. I do. I'm going to close Instagram, so hopefully everybody was, was good on there. Yes. So, and guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. I know my head is kind of cut off right here. On y'all the debate. So, you know, we're going to go back, get everything up on Anchor. Like, again, as well, our, our information. We're going to see if we can find that clip of Shelly singing. Um, it's not happening. Yes, I think so. <laughs> so, Shelly, uh, great having you again. So. Yes. So. Wait, that wait. was a horrible handshake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end this.